This is It Takes Four to Tango. I'm Ezra, and this week I'm talking about how you can fly around the world for free. So, how can you fly around the world for free? Well, there's someone who did just that. Frank Abagnale Jr. was born in 1948 in New York, and he was a third of four children. As a teenager, he got caught up in petty crimes, um, including shoplifting, and he began to use his father's credit card to make a bit of money. So he would go into um, gas stations or petrol stations, and he would ask the attendants um, for cashback, which is where they charge you a bit more on your credit card and give you cash in return. Um, and the way he'd convince them to do this was that he would promise them some of the cash. So he would get cash back from his father's credit card and then give some of that cash to the um, petrol station sneaky. attending. Why could he not? Like, sneaky. I'm, I'm going to be really stupid and ask why he couldn't use an ATM machine. Because the way credit cards work is that like, you go into debt like your black card. Back. So he was paying for more money than his ah, father had okay, in the yeah, yeah. account. So his father was quite poor, basically. Yeah. Um, so that's how he was, And that's basically what he did for the rest of his life, which I'll go on to explain in a minute. All these petty crimes that uh, he got caught up with were at the age of 14 years old. Um, so this is when he's really, really young. Um, and then at the age of 16, um, he left home following his parents' divorce. He never spoke to his father ever again. Um, and he only spoke to his mother after seven years. Um, so, um, Frank Agnell, he's left home, he's 16 years old, um, and he's looking for work. And basically, he's too young to get any decent job. So he alters his driving license um, by making himself 10 years older um, and then decides later to quit working and start writing false checks, um, also known as... Um, bounced checks or <laughs> bad checks um, to support himself. So Abagnale realised he could cash more checks if he had a more impressive identity. So instead of changing his name, he schemed his way into getting a pilot's uniform. He called um, an American air company called Pan Am Airlines and told them he'd lost his uniform and needed a new one. He picked one up from um, a store where they sold the uniforms and charged it to the Pan Am company using a fake employee ID. He forged um, a pilot's ID and a FAA license, which is something pilots have, um, and learned how to impersonate a pilot in order to uh, hitch rides on planes all across the world. Um, they've estimated that he boarded over Ooh. 250 flights um, for free, which is pretty crazy. It's incredible. Um, once Pan Air and Pan M, sorry, and the police began catching on to these um, these these lies. He decided to change his identity once again and became a doctor working in Georgia. Uh, he also spent time between jobs and posed as a lawyer. At this point, he has cashed out over two point five million dollars in checks all across the world. Um, and at this point, his former one of his former girlfriends recognised his face on a wanted poster, turned him into the authorities. Um, and then he then serves time in French prison um, and in a Swedish prison and then 
in the US. Wow, there's a real lesson about girlfriends <laughs> in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, in exchange for his freedom, the government tells him if he works for the FBI in the fraud department, um, he can finish his sentence working for the FBI. So to this day, he has worked for the FBI for around 50, 50 years, which is preventing fraud and basically doing everything that he didn't do um, in his younger years. Um, he's got a book, a few books actually, and someone's produced a film called Catch Me If You Can, which is a really good film um, that's based off his story, but it is a little bit different um, to his actual story. So how was this dude, Frank, able to do all these pretty incredible things? Um, so his IQ Ooh. is 140. I think Einstein's is like which, 160. Yeah, so it's mine. <laughs> an average IQ is 90. And Stephen Hawking, um, just an example I'll put up, he had an IQ of 160. Um, so 140, um, like you're saying, Tim, is really impressive. Um, so basically what I want to ask you guys is whether you thought this stunt could be pulled off uh, today. No. In the 21st century. No. No. Security is no way. <laughs> jinx, jinx. <laughs> but, um, so I remember I, I've watched the... I watched almost all of the Google talk that he did. So he did a talk at Google, yeah. which was like more than an hour long where he goes into extreme detail. Um, but it's like, it's, yeah, I think I'll put that in the podcast description. It's a really good, like he tells the story in a really satisfying way. <laughs> like, because there were other details. I'm pretty um, sure. Like getting free hotel rooms and free food. Yeah, and yeah, Pan Am yeah. Air just paid for all of it because he had the fake, pilot's license and, and things like he was just he was just a really sneaky guy but doesn't on that um in that talk he openly admits to not being a genius yeah the only thing so it's because yeah. yeah. i was a and, child so like there was no genius there already yeah but yeah anyway so i think personally that this could mm. be pulled off today so you guys all said no. Because I've heard him say, say it. Because the methods... It's already been done. I've, I've, I'm pretty sure I watched it. The methods he, he used... He doesn't think it'd be pulled off. it could be pulled off today. But yeah, sorry, like Caleb was saying, like the methods. Yeah, the methods he used were very, very elementary. So to get the ID, he went to the people that make the ID for Pan Am Air and basically said, oh, I need to see an example of you making an ID. Why don't you use my name yes. and my face and make an ID? The only problem was yeah. he didn't have the Pan Am logo on. So we went and bought a model plane which had the Pan Am logo on it, then put the sticker that should have been on the plane, he put it on his ID badge instead. So he now has a very, in fact, it's half legitimate because it's been made by the original people and also has a logo on it. So he essentially was a pilot. He, he had the closest thing you could get to a real ID. Yeah. There is no uh, maybe, way wait, that you could do if that now. It was with a different airline. I would, I would say definitely the Pan Am Airlines. That they wouldn't let that happen again. But if it was nah. like British Airways or a completely different no. sector, Se security is so high in airlines now. Yeah, like, because this was, this was he. This would have been like if he was born in forty eight, he'd have been. It'd have been like sixties. He was doing this kind of stuff. Is that about right? Yeah. That, yeah. that is a long, yeah, I think so. quite a long time ago. Yeah, so I think this is really interesting because initially when I thought, could, it, could this be pulled off today? I said, I, I thought exactly what you guys have said. Um, and I still think that it's nearly, it's, it, it, 
it's on the verge of being impossible whether it can be put off today. Um, but it's much more probable than I thought um, than I thought it, it would be. Um, so how did I want to spend a bit of time thinking about how he actually faked these checks, um, a bad check or a bounce mm-hmm. check or whatever you want to call it. Um, and basically, what he did there are three methods. He would write checks against his own account for more money than he actually had in his account. Um, and therefore, he could draw out more money than he actually had. And then he'd quickly get out of the way before anyone found out. Um, and he basically changed the routing numbers on the checks, which means no one can trace it back to his account. The second way is he would write his account number on blank deposit slips that were stacked up in the banks so that when other customers came in to put money into their accounts, his account number would already be on there and therefore money by accident was just going into That's his account. Clever. Good. Um, which we, didn't, we didn't even talk about the bit where he became a doctor. I mentioned yeah, he, briefly. Didn't he, he was a doctor for ages and then he quit. He didn't get caught. He just, no, that he was, just quit. That was his job because as a he almost killed him. Left. But what's interesting about the doctor thing is um, he was had a visit from like a consultant, and he was really worried because he thought that he'd get caught out as not being a legitimate doctor. But the consultant, because of like um, in the film, I assume this is the case, he'd set up his CV so it looked like he was really really good at being a doctor. Um, and this consultant um, actually offered him a job at like a bigger hospital. Um, wow. The, the, also impressive, the other impressive thing as well was that, you know, he became a lawyer for a bit as well. Um, and he yeah. uh, the, he had to pass an exam to become a lawyer. And he actually, like, he, he studied for that exam and legitimately passed. Like, yeah, he, yeah, he actually passed. Um, on that one. Yeah. So the third way that he managed to get this money out of the checks was writing um, false checks and charging them to companies that he so-called worked for. So the companies were paying him actually for the work that he wasn't even doing. Um, so that's the third way. Um, and the, the reason why this is interesting is because it seems like, ah, uh, you know, that can never, you can never get away with that today. Just changing a few numbers or making all these fake checks, you know, that would never, but actually um, I had a look and millions of um, false checks, bad checks go through the system every single year. Um, and the system hasn't changed for that. And you can still, um, people still make false checks illegally and people occasionally have them and give them in accidentally scale, and they're though. still going through the system. And the way, yeah, well, the way they get caught out is by um, multiple ones bouncing back to the same account and then them being caught out. And the way Frank got around that was that he was coming from lots of, lots of different bank accounts with lots of different countries from lots of different professions with lots of different identities. And he was constantly moving around on all these flights um, so I don't know I think from that perspective in terms of the checks I think it would be possible today but the way he was able to move around and um, invade all these checks coming back to him I don't think I, you'd be able to do that today I also think as well um, that a lot of um, banking now is done electronically electronically um, yeah yeah Hugely used now. So, but you can yeah, still yeah. you can still go into a bank and cast you. Yeah. One thing he, he, I don't think he mentioned much in the talk is why why he did it. Because like at the beginning he was just like going around uh, as like a bike delivery boy, and then he made himself um, 
like older on his driver's license so that he could like get properly paid, you know, like get a better minimum wage and et cetera, et cetera. But then he, he suddenly, he goes from just doing a little bit of petty crime to suddenly, you know, flying millions of miles around as a fake pilot, but for seemingly no reason. Well, I suppose he sort of said that uh, the the reason why he, he did it wasn't because he was super clever. It was because he was so young and ignorant to how serious it was. And I suppose if he's, if from a young age at 15, he's been, you know, getting his dad's credit card and getting cash back from gas stations. And then he's able to fake his driving license and make this money as a 26 year old. And then he's able to do this and this and this. He's got into the cycle of, oh, I can beat the system and make yeah, all this money. And being so young, it's like, I guess that's I suppose one thing leads to another as well. Like you think, you get away with one thing and think, oh, I can get away with the next thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but like you were saying, Caleb, about the um, security, the uh, pilot license or whatever yeah. it was, um, I think nowadays there would be some high security Scanning. chip in that yeah, that you'd yeah, have to yeah. scan to get onto a plane. Or, so I mean, you could still, go and, you could still go and get a... Like, fairly legitimate license surely like if you went to the supplier okay. of the license yeah, if you had a lot of money to but, begin with yeah. you could you can basically pay your way into anything yeah so could this feat be replicated today well i think it's possible but pretty unlikely and uh, that is how you could fly around the world for free um that's it um from me this week um, check out the other three episodes and stay tuned for uh, next week episodes.